Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hello, dearest. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, loving Bravo. Oh, it's just Bravo overload, isn't it? I know. I love it. I mean, I even, even watch though, Vanderpump. Like, you, you don't even watch that. No. Uh, I can't keep up. And Below Deck, we're almost done. Oh, what am I going to do? I hate when Below Deck's end. Are we going to get I the know, next well, one? The, the next one, I think, is in Australia, isn't it? What? The normal Below Deck. Wait a sec. What? <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Yeah. So I think... We might be getting a trailer for that soon, maybe. Strong. I'm here for that. Oh, speaking of Australia, so I don't know if it's bullshit or not, but did you see the article with the interview with Crystal saying that, um, what's her name? The fucking singer. Her brother? No, the singer, the Australian one who's not going to be on Beverly Hills now. Oh, Holly Valance. That's it, Holly Valance. I keep thinking Candy because that's her husband's surname. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Candy apparently is not coming. Oh, that's a shame. Well, I mean, it, it could have been a deflect from Crystal. We don't know. But she, yeah. said, she said it's not happening. Boo-hoo. I don't think we need a new cast next season. I mean, I would love, you know, for a few people to be fired, but if it's the same cast, I'll be fine with it. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, fuck, I can't remember what the button is. Hold on. Goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Watching this reunion, uh-huh. everyone had storylines except for Kyle because she doesn't do anything. She just stirs the pot behind she the camera. fucking does. And no one's calling her out on it. I reckon next season Kyle's going to be in the hot seat. I mean, obviously Erica will be, but I reckon yeah. I reckon they've had enough of Kyle stirring the pot. It, the questions keep coming up when their ladies are all on Watch What Happens Live. So I think that might be Kyle's storyline next season. How long can she just milk the movie Halloween for? Oh, my God. I can't believe it's it's already been brought up in the reunion. That was all. So I did what we did previously when it came to notes. I just kind of either wrote the ladies' names or the two ladies' names who were fighting and and that's Mm kind of how I did my notes. I think I even, in Kyle's one, because when Kyle comes – when Kathy comes out, Andy starts fucking asking Kyle questions, which pissed me off. And I'm just like, yeah. fucking have to mention Halloween already? Like, come I know. on. And you know what kills me? She's acting like she's all like, oh, I'm returning to this role that I originated years oh, ago. And I was God. like, you played a kid in like a scene for two seconds. Oh, like, God. you weren't acting. There wasn't a character with a process. Did you? You were just on camera. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. She's acting like she's fucking Meryl Streep in the Devil Wears Prada, like embodying. I but know. I'm like, you were just a kid on camera. I know. Speaking of the same sort of thing, did you listen to her interview with um, Danny Pellegrino? Yeah, I did. She is so feeling herself. How many times can she call herself an actor? Uh, I know. Like, I'm sure Kathy's like, been I don't in. Think so. I'm sure Kathy was in more things than you were, Kyle. She doesn't sit there and go, "I'm an I'm a retired actress." And Kim was the better actress. Oh, totally, a hundred percent. Poor Kim. Do you get like you know whenever you have actors who kind of fuck their lives up? Do you sit there and go, "What the fuck happened to you?" I do. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. I just sit yeah. there with Kim and just think, "What the fuck happened to you when you're a kid?" I just feel terrible. That's why I always kind of, kind of look like I'm cringing when you talk about her coming back on the show because I'm just like. Like, she's broken. Can we just leave her be? But she was fucking great, Teves. But maybe she's healing and she's ready for a comeback. I hope so. Because if she replaced Kyle and we got Kim and Kathy, that would be such a treat. 
It would be a treat. Oh. And just on Kyle not having a storyline, did mm-hmm. you see the trailer for Ultimate Girls Trip? No. Is it out? Yes. How do I miss and this shit? you got to send these things to me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> love. Don't so, apologise. <laughs> Ultimate Girls Trip, yeah, the trailer came out. It's just like one of those short little yeah. teaser trailers. Yeah, yeah. But you pretty much see everyone except for Kyle because I don't think she's stirring up shit. Oh. What, because it's been the COVID, she's not been able to go anywhere, so she uses this as her actual vacation? Maybe. Oh, she's got nothing. All she's got is Mauricio and those cute dogs that she cannot control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So did, well, let's get into the reunion. We've let's... pretty much talked about Kyle. Yeah. The only other Kyle notes I <laughs> I love had that. That's it. <laughs> were that her lifeboat boobs are just so distracting to me. Okay, so the only other thing on this in the same vein that I have about Kyle, so when we got the first shot and I really got to sort of stare at them, I wrote little notes about what I thought of all their outfits. My notes for Kyle was, what the fuck, just no. Yes, that and the hair. Yeah. So you weren't, um, I don't know if you were old enough to remember in the 90s, it was very girl bandy to sort of have your hair twisted with little clips and like little strands of straw yep. hair sticking out. I'm like, is this, of course, because you probably love the Spice Girls, right? Um, <laughs> is this Spice Girls throwback? It was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> it wasn't great. And that dress, what did you think <sighs> of Dorit? Dress, you know the the reunion. I think it's been I named. I thought it was fine. Um, fine, okay. I did listen to Garcelle on the Watch What Happens Live. Actually, I watched it, and she said that Dorit's beads were falling off everywhere. So <laughs> I love that. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was a meh. What did you think? Are, are there any other outfits that you enjoyed? I loved Sutton's entire look. Okay. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a slutton, because I'm Sutton's fashion is a little too kooky for me. But yeah. as soon as I saw those vintage Chanel earrings, obsessed. They were breathtaking. I don't know how I feel about a short dress when you're sitting in a chair. I don't necessarily think it's flattering, but Sutton I, loves a short dress, she, doesn't she? She's got great fucking legs. She's, she's got, got the gams. She does. Um I love Sutton. I thought Crystal looked pretty. I don't think she looked any different to her usual on the show. She's not popping as no, a character. No, she's not. She's not. I'm fine to give her a season two, but she's not popping. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, I what thought- about um, Rinna's wig, Priscilla? Uh, it's. I feel like she keeps saying I didn't know, like, what are we going to call her? I'm like, bitch, haven't we seen that one before? I thought so too, and I thought it was shady of Garcelle to name it Priscilla because I'm like, in my head, Priscilla means drag queen. So oh, I, I thought that. she meant like Priscilla Presley. Oh, yeah, that's probably more like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I thought that her outfit was disgusting. I can't stand <laughs> it. Um, I know Kim Kardashian's doing the rounds in those kinds of outfits. I just I don't like it. And the pattern, like the print was gross. I thought Rinna looked like shit, basically. Um <laughs> I thought Rina had too much makeup on, like too much foundation. I mean, Rina's a beautiful woman. Yeah, but I don't have I don't have an image ahead of me. But was she doing that thing where you sort of blacken the scalp? Oh, maybe. Did it seem dark, like the the I don't know to block the yeah the hairline on the yeah, wig or something? Probably. Was, like, yeah, probably. Yeah, they painting it black. Yeah, they probably put some powder in it. I thought I'm just going to go through them all clearly. I thought Garcelle's dress. I mean, she looked Oscar ready, but I thought the dress should have been longer. I just, I don't know, when you're going all fancy schmancy, 
from like the knees up. It just kind of feels like a disconnect for me. But I thought Garcelle looked <laughs> breathtaking. And Erica's dress should have been longer and she should have swapped the cross for her cunty necklace because she was a cunt. Mm. Oh, God. Okay. Are you ready to talk about Erica? Because uh, what was with yeah. her, she was constantly like interjecting and bringing it back to her. Oh, yeah. When the conversation wasn't about her. It's always about like, her. Didn't you get the memo? Garcelle was just like, oh, I showed up. And she's like, I show up. And it's like, I what? know. We're not talking to you, Erica. Look, we know she thinks it's all about her. We've, mm. You know, we've we've all seen the articles about the fact that, you know, when Andy says to her, I know what, I know what you make kind of thing, we know that. She's earning six hundred thousand dollars for that at, for that season, and I mean it's a fucking part time job. Six hundred k for a part time job. Well, the article was job. too long, so I didn't read it. No, so six hundred thousand dollars, and the rumor is she's asking for nine hundred thousand for next season. Get fucked. Well, she she needs it to pay her legal bills, but get fucked. I know she's basically like. What do you think of that? You think my first thought was, and I know others out there in the social have said the same thing that she's being rewarded for bad behavior. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly what it seems like. It's like and, she needs the you know, show. She could have been like, oh, I will promise to donate 10% of my salary to the victim, oh, something like she that. She can't do that, honey, because uh, no, there's no way that she can because for her, like she's in the bankruptcy, but really Erica's main focus will be afterwards when she gets looked at by the IRS. Mm. Like, that's where she needs to save all her pennies for. I know that, like, with all the bankruptcy stuff, you can work out a deal where it's, like, basically $1 amount for everything, right? So that's that's what her team are going to be going for. But really, afterwards, with all of the alleged ta- or alleged, however you say it, tax fraud, like, she signed those tax returns. She's going to be done for tax fraud. Like, that's... I can't wait. Because with her just saying, like, I've not committed a crime. Yet. I've not committed a crime. It's like, oh, shut up. You, give it time. You haven't been busted for a crime yet because everyone knows that the bankruptcy court takes precedence over any other court. Once bankruptcy is done, I think that's when the real fight for her is going to start. Like, her legal woes aren't going to get easier. I think they're going to get a lot worse after the bankruptcy. Great. I know. And that's the thing and when she says, like, yeah, like, what does she say? Um, that's when she's like, why should I be fired? Why are you presuming I've done something? Why aren't we letting the legal process play out? You've heard one side. And it's yeah. like, honestly, I was done with her five minutes in. I'm like, her little fucking soliloquy about the victims, anyone who has been wronged, I want them to be made whole. That's not, a, that's not saying anything. I want them to be made whole. Well, that's never going to happen. No. And she keeps saying, like, oh, it's an impossible situation that I'm in. It's impossible. And I'm like, well, no, it was very possible. You're in it. And and it's like a bed of your own making. And then she says alleged victims. Oh, she said alleged, like, five times louder than every other word in that sentence. And this is what I thought of. Alleged. 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 (laughs) I think y'all allegedly drank the Kool-Aid because you're not even looking at the facts. Um, I think I think Erica has drunk her own Kool Aid. That's what I, I think. think. So, and what do you think of Andy's sort of tactics to lowball some of the stuff in the first episode, <sighs> in the first part of the reunion, and like get her talking a little bit, but not a lot, because I know he's saving it for later. So we didn't get everything, but he was getting a little bit in there. I don't mind it, but to be honest, I thought this episode was a six out of ten. 
Oh my god, I loved it. I did not think that ninety percent of this episode needed to be in it. We were going around <gasps> in circles. I don't think we heard much of anything. <gasps> really, you loved it? I really enjoyed it. I I'm, just, I, I mean, I, I, don't know. I hated I get, half of the characters. But. I, I want to get to it. Like, I just want to get to it. I'm just this little tiptoeing around it. It's like when you're watching Survivor and they're fucking at Tribal Council. It's like, I don't need 20 minutes of Tribal Council. Just fucking vote. That's See, all we in my care. Head, I was like, oh, good. We're getting this out of the way. We're getting this out of the uh, way. And I was like, we've got three parts left, baby. Like, uh, that's on. fair. That's fair. That's like, I know the next episode is going to be the awesomest one. <laughs> You reckon? Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. So before um, we move on from Erica, I I wanted to I wrote notes rather on the book question, and I wrote notes on the, mm. the cheating stuff. What did you think about how Andy brought up the fact that he'd asked her before about what Tom thought of the book, and that he hadn't read it, that he didn't come to Chicago? Andy said he was blown away, and then we find out from Erica that Tom was actually in DC. And didn't bother, like obviously uh on his private plane, didn't bother to take the half hour flight or whatever it was, 15 minute flight in a private plane to New York to watch her. It's galling. Yeah. Like in my head, if I wrote a book, my my spouse would be reading the draft. Yeah. Like not even like after print, (laughs) they'd be reading a draft of it. I know. I mean, we all know she didn't write it. No. But... Either way, you'd say, oh, do you want to at least look at a few chapters that you're mentioned in? Like, come on. I mean, she's really pushing the narrative that he was a prick and that he didn't give a fuck about her other than when it was time for him to have some arm candy. But for me, the flip side of that is he was a prick and you didn't want to divorce him until you needed a sham divorce to protect yourself from his legal trouble. Yeah, but she got the thing. Okay, I agree and I disagree because... She is not divorced, so therefore she's not protected from the bankruptcy court, which we we know because we're seeing Ron Richards post about it every day. So the Uh. fact that she's not divorced, she's not protected at all from anything. If only if she was like 100% divorced would she be somewhat protected. I think she saw the writing on the wall and knew things that she's not revealing and got out as soon as she could. But I don't think that the timing has helped her at all, other than right. she didn't want to be there with him standing by his side while all this happened. So that's the only I... plus side. Her timing for her divorce hasn't helped her financially at all. Okay. Yeah. That changes things in my head, I guess, she's... a little bit. Because I've always sort of thought they're both sociopaths and Tom said to Erica, like, oh, we should probably get divorced to yeah, try and protect this. Agreed, but they're not divorced. Yeah. So, well, I, I guess they thought maybe thought they had more time and it caught up on them. I mean, you'd think being a lawyer that he would know when to get divorced. Th- I think he, well, he wanted, had a head injury. I mean... <laughs> he had the car crash. I mean, no. Just no. What did you think of Andy's little cliffhanger when he said to Erica, like, oh, have you been... Faithful. Unfaithful or faithful, and she doesn't answer. I mean, I think we're going to start next episode and she'll be like, no, I was completely faithful. Of course. She's, they're building it up. Does it matter? I don't think it matters. And I don't think that – I get it that it's a good cliffhanger, but I don't think it's going to amount to anything. Whether she was or wasn't faithful, she's going to do a Teresa. So yeah. so because you can't trust her response, I don't think that it's going to matter because there's no way in hell she's going to say, yeah, I was unfaithful. 
Like she's yeah. um, unless she's got some new amazing boyfriend who we, which we all kind of think she might. Well, I think that's where she's getting money from. I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, that at the end of it she spills that she's got a new boyfriend. But I don't think it is in her best interest to drop that bomb just yet anyway. Yeah. I mean, unless and that's why she's asking for 900000 for next season because she's got another side story going on. Well, I'm not, I'm not that interested in the new boyfriend. I'm not that interested. Just like you said with Teresa, how we had a whole storyline last season of her having a boyfriend. Like, I, I didn't care. Yeah. But if, if she did reveal, like, oh, yeah, I was cheating on Tom, I'd at least be interested. Of course. Like, oh, that's spicy. Of course, but she's not going to say that. No. So um, it's like, what's the fucking point? And I said earlier, she was infuriating me with all of her, like, little cut-ins about herself. Oh. But the one time I did actually really enjoy her cut-in mm. was when Dorit and Garcelle were having that little fight. And <laughs> she says when... Rinna and Garcelle were resolving things. Yes. And Dorit chimes in from the couch and says, but do you mean it? And Erica says, but don't push it. Because I was agreeing with Erica there. I was like, yeah. shut the fuck up, Dorit. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not talking to you right now. And she was like, shut up. Yeah, that <laughs> was, We've yeah. all wanted to say shut up to Dorit. So I know. I did like Erica in that moment. <laughs> I know. I just had this like little uh, fantasy pop into my head of Kathy telling Dorit to shut up. I wonder uh, if that is, like, the tipping point that will eventually make her listen. Because I know even Garcelle brings it up to her. It's like, do you want to learn from this stuff? Like, basically, there's a – we've got a quorum of shut the fuck up, Dorit. Like, at what point are you going to take that information in? Speaking of not. Dorit, what did you think of her screaming at Garcelle? I think she was trying to gaslight her. Oh, 100%. Oh, okay, cool. Dorit and Rina with the double standards. Well, they're more with the double standards yep. against Garcelle. Yep. I was getting so infuriated. And, like, she, like, apologised for saying the word bully, but then she effectively acted as a bully. Yeah, she saying, unleashed. And did you see fucking Rina laughing? What a bitch. Oh, Rina was such a sarcastic bitch all throughout that. Yep. She couldn't let Garcelle have her peace without her, like, making a big scene out of it. And also I noticed that Lisa's got a really great way of changing the narrative. Like she'll mm-hmm. kind of give a politician's response. I suppose we're jumping around, but fuck it, that's reunion. She would say things like, so obviously when Lisa and Garcelle are fighting and then Rina does this deflect from the actual topic and says, why do you have it out for me? It's like, first of all, she doesn't have it out for you. She's telling you, I heard this and it made me feel this. And bl-. you know what I mean? She's being quite matter of fact and linear in explaining her feelings and then Rina just kind of changes, like flips the narrative, but yeah. but kind of in a way that you, unless you're really following, you don't notice her doing it. Rina's really good at doing that, and it pisses me yeah. off. And, and yes, Carl it does it, but Rina does it too. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Rina's Rina's the worst. And when when I mean, it was odd that Garcelle said that she had gotten that text from that mystery person or whatever that yep. Rina had said she's bringing race into it. Mm. And Rina immediately changed that narrative being like, oh, how dare you Correct. imply that I'm racist pretty much instead of just saying, oh, my God, no, I would never think that. Which is she, makes she me feel it. like she said it. And I love the fact that Garcelle oh, yeah. called her on it and said, so you're going to blame me for being upset. I love that. And it's so hard to do in the moment because you can be caught up in the exchange. The fact that Garcelle caught that, I was just so proud of her. 
And because um, I'm like, oh, you know, Rinna's trying to turn it around, play the victim. And again, I personally find it really hard to pick up on that stuff. So I was just like, yes, Garcel. I know that Rinna eventually says, I, she says, I would never say that. Now, that isn't to me a, I did not say that. That's her making like a generalized statement of that can't be true because I, that's not something I would say. It's like, mm, Rinna, that's not actually saying, I did not say that. Yeah, I can imagine something was said that was similar and yeah. she's denying saying those words. Exactly. <laughs> but she's not listening to the point, being it like Garcelle believed it, no matter where it came from, even though it was probably a producer or something, but no matter where it came from, your actions were yeah. justifying that it was truthful. Exactly. I just think it's really fucking ugly. And then Rena has the gall to ask Garcelle for an apology. I need an apology for that. It's like, no, you fucking don't. I can have an opinion. Exactly. This, if you made this statement, then that's fucking racist. Her turning around saying, I need an apology if you call me a racist. What? Because I'm not going to like pull out a fucking voicemail that I'm recording of you saying it. It's not my job to prove that you said something or you didn't say something. It's not my job to prove Exactly. It. And Fuck like, I know off. being called a racist is, of course, damaging to your character, but that's not how you deal with it. No. You deal with it by proving that you're not a racist instead of saying you're not a racist. You know what I mean? I don't know. I come from the school and like people are going to roll their eyes at me and moan. I don't give a fuck. I come from the school of you're white, therefore you're racist. Sorry, it's just the way it goes. Sorry, well, there is it ingrained is. white privilege. A hundred percent. Sorry. I don't care what anyone says. That's fine. You can moan, bitch. I don't give a shit. That's how I Linda approach. Linda Yoga Girl, if she's still listening, she can leave a bitchy soz, review. Soz Linda Yoga Pants. Like, we just fucking disagree, and that's cool. Like, I'm not sitting there <laughs> saying that you're white, therefore you're racist. I'm saying I'm white, therefore I'm racist. That's all I'm saying, bitches. Have your own yeah, fucking opinion. Snaps to you for your own opinion. And that's the thing. We live in a pluralist society. We have more than one opinion. That's the whole point that we're trying to embrace here. So get off your fucking and high yoga horse. That, <laughs> that sent me. Um, with, with the Rina Garcelle stuff, so it sort of gets resolved with Rina jumping the couch oh, and sitting next to Garcelle. With the fucking Tom Cruise moves. Yeah, it was, wasn't uh, it? And I find that it's also a way to control what's happening, and I don't care yes, for that. You have to accept an apology when someone's, like, pinning you down. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I do – look, I do know that Rinna's demeanour and, and, and the way that she did it, even though I don't like it, it was as open and sweet as possible. So I don't think she was being a cunt about it. Uh, necessarily. I just thought it was fake Brady Bunch puke. That's what I thought. And I just think she was on the cramped side of the couch and she just needed some <laughs> breathing room. Well, did you see, obviously, that Erica, uh, not Erica, Dorit under her breath says to Crystal <laughs> that Rinna just wanted to show off her outfit. I mean, I don't <laughs> think that Rinna just wanted to show off her outfit. I think that Rinna got caught like, it's very juvenile in terms of her, like, emotional maturity here and her, because I feel like Rina got caught up in the moment of wanting to move on. I don't necessarily think that's how she feels. I think she gets caught up in the moment and then later on will go, yeah, I can live with that or I can't live with that and I'll change my mind. Do you know what I mean? I've seen totally. her do that. And, and then, yeah, sorry. to tie up Rina mm -hmm. with the – altercation with Garcelle when she said, don't ever tell me what to do, don't oh. ever tell me what to do, about like sort of the Denise thing. Correct, yeah. So 
you can tell she got pissed off by that conversation. Fuck, at the finale. I didn't realize how pissed off she was about it. No, me she neither. Not was until that moment. Pissed. I think that she came into this reunion ready to jump all over Garcelle. And so that's why Erica, under her breath, said, Girl, what is happening here? Like, I think they bitched up a storm, got caught uh-huh. up in who they decided they were going to, like, Rin and Erica were going to hate and not hate, so to speak. And I think Erica felt blindsided with that, like, what is happening here? Comment that Erica As made in, under like, her you breath. think Erica and Rinna had a plan. Oh, yeah. They had a plan going right. in as to, you know, we, we saw at the beginning and we saw, like, in the trailer, like, that they met at Erica's house. Yep. And I think there were many conversations just like that, how they were going to go into the reunion. So I think Erica was blindsided about this makeup with Rinna and Garcelle. Right. 100%. And so that's why at the beginning when Dorit and Garcelle were fighting, Lisa was laughing. Like this whole yeah, about yeah. face. And look, I'm I'm happy that she, if it's true, she's gotten in touch with her actual feelings and wasn't just a mean girl. I just don't trust her. I'm just no, it's, like it's Garcelle. It's not true. It's I, the reunion makeup. Every, it, it, it always happens. You make up in the reunion and then you're still mad about it episode one the next season. Like, yeah, wow, it's isn't, true. This isn't the resolution. No, that's true. I, just, I don't know. Like, Rinna's just – her fakeness is just coming through and it's kind of making me shkeeve. And to it's put, make him a scoop. Make him a scoop. Um, and to put Garcelle on that, it's just even worse because we love Garcelle. And maybe Garcelle's saying she might not come back. What the fuck? Oh, I'd be upset about that. Like, she's obviously too good for the show. She's got a lot going on in her life. She doesn't need the show. But yeah. I, I really enjoy her on the show. Me too. She's standing up and calling out their double standard. Because, like, when they were saying, well, when Dorit in particular was saying, you throw darts, you say things in confessional, she's like, bitch, we're housewives. That's what we do. I know. And just because she's That's a better actress. The description. I think maybe uh, Dorit's just jealous at how good Garcelle is at it. I think so. She probably sees the public reaction being, well, I assume mm. the public reaction is more on Garcelle's side than Dorit. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, they even said it that Dorit got a lot of flack from people after she made the bully comment. So she should. So she and should have agreed. Yeah, it's just like, okay, you are mad at her for not saying it directly in the moment, but then you get mad at her when she does yeah. do that, and then you get mad at her when she's in confessional, and then you're getting mad at her for saying stuff, and then in the same sentence you're all like, well, we can say whatever we want. And I'm like, how are you not realising that that's what she did? I don't understand it at all. I really don't understand it. At the end of the day, Garcelle says, I feel like none of you guys stuck up for me. And therefore, mm-hmm. I felt a little bit of an outsider. Instead of saying, you're ganged up on me every chance you got, which is what she could have said. And Garcelle mm-hmm. has a natural way about her that she can say things like when she was responding to Lisa, like, I don't know how I feel. I don't know why I'm doing that. That's not a housewife's move. A housewife has to have an opinion, right? She's got this ability to just be herself mm-hmm. and be honest so that when she's asked a direct question, she doesn't have to recall what her spiel's going to be. She actually can... Think about and articulate how she feels. It's very yeah. unusual that we, we've had a housewife like this. So I just, I didn't appreciate Garcelle before, like last season. I can appreciate her way more this season than I did last season. Like I was oh, not, me too. I was not with this bandwagon last season that Garcelle was everything. This season, 100% I am. I cannot wait to see her next season. She better fucking be there. And it's like I loved when Dorit was talking about something and Garcelle was like, you weren't even there. Like, <gasps> oh why are God. you bringing this up? So right. And, and I also loved when 
Rena was chiming in and she said to Rena, we'll get to it. <laughs> Loved that. <laughs> I think, and when she said, I don't need to do anything to be relevant, I was like, Oh, my bitch. God. Nah. When Dorit said that, I was like, are you fucking kidding? And how did Garcelle not blow up? I could just imagine if that was Teresa sitting there, if someone said that to her, she would be up in arms. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. Garcelle's just re- got a real elegance about the way that she deals with things. I could never. I would just be a totes bitch. <laughs> so we've sort of covered the Garcelle, Dorit, Rinna mm. fight. Did you have any other thoughts maybe about Dorit? She didn't really have anything to say apart from her attacks at Garcelle, I believe. That fight, I just, it felt a little contrived. And I'm not saying that it, they, it was made up or whatever. It, I feel like. This was the plan with the left, well, I guess you call it stage right couch. It feels like they had plans coming in and Garcelle mm-hmm. just was kind of like Wonder Woman with her like wristbands going ching, ching, ching. Like <laughs> it was just, she was just, it was a flawless performance from Garcelle. I mean, I did say I wasn't as into the episode as you were, but I do think that Garcelle performed flawlessly. She did good. And I think... Sutton did well as well. She She's going to cop it a lot more a bit later. Yeah. Um, but from what we did have with Sutton, I think we had a good showing. Her and Crystal, we didn't go fully into the leather pants of it all, but yep. they did admit that they're a bit more alike than they realised at first. I thought I that was cute. That. I mean, I can't yeah. see it at all, but I think that was cute. <laughs> I really can't. I really can't see it. But maybe. Maybe. Yeah, okay. I mean, my notes on Sutton was. Did she say that her business is growing excrementally? She did. Oh she did God. say excrementally. I think even Erica pulled a face but didn't actually – either didn't say it or they just cut it out. I'm like, how did we not get laughs for that from the cast? Are they that stupid? They, it might have been that thing where you don't hear it at first. Yeah, maybe, and then it's moved on. Yeah. We also heard that she almost burnt Kyle's house down because she didn't open the flue for the fireplace. See – I didn't care for this storyline because in my head I was like, Kyle, why are you bringing it up now? Surely you would have. She saved it for the reunion. Because she's a bitch. Yeah. I didn't... And I like that Sutton laughed it off. Yeah. Like, no, I didn't. At the end of the day, she's like, you know, I'll just pay you. And the thing is when she said it wasn't her fault, it's like, yeah, if you left the flue closed and turned on the fireplace, yes, it happens because it's not a thing that you know until you're told. I get it. But, yes, it is your fault and you are sh- you should be paying for it. But the house didn't almost burn down um, by the way she's talking about it. Well, it could have been that the damage inside the fireplace was so extensive there, like if this kept going, like if she had turned oh. the fire on one more time, she would have burned the house down. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hilarious. That is Kinda almost hilarious. burning the house down, absolutely. She's probably Imagine left the fire going for hours. it would be yeah. if Sutton burned down Kyle's house. Oh, fuck, I would have loved it. <laughs> It would have been... Goodbye, Kyle. (laughs) I think I'm hoping that in the next couple episodes I'll get to play that button a lot more. Oh, sad for Sutton, though. Her fucking asshole prick of a boyfriend broke up with her on Valentine's weekend by saying, I just can't. I mean, yeah, that sucks. That's almost as bad as the Sex in the City post-it note that says. Oh my god! When you just said that, I was picturing Sex in the City. Well, because that's what he says. Sorry, <laughs> don't hate me. I can't, or something like that. <laughs> so basically, Sutton's boyfriend. We're just going to call him Burger. Yeah. Like, okay. What a jerk. Yeah. But she's dating and happy, so good for fucking her. 
good for her. And when we did see her montage of like the first half of the season, I was like, oh, I really did not like you. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't. I <laughs> like, mean, to the point that we didn't even enjoy the face roller. How did we not enjoy the face roller? Whereas now oh, I'm like, I need a face roller. I fucking need a face roller. Anywho, so yeah. I think with Crystal, not much happened. Even with Kathy, they trotted her out and, and she didn't really say anything. They so. trotted her out and they started fucking talking about Kyle. The only cool thing about Sutton was when we got that little flashy of her from 2014 okay. with her and Adrian Maloof. And Adrian's like, thank God I was doing my magic act. And Kathy was like, oh, you do magic now? <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. So that was the only good thing about Kathy, not Sutton. Oh, did I say Sutton? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm going to lose. Soz. I meant Kathy. Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. 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 Yeah. So I think that's that's the part one. Yeah, that's the part one. Good start. A good start out of the gate. I mean, what what do we get next time? Do we even need to get into it? Well, we get an appearance of the sauce bottle. Yeah, the sauce. And, you know, not a euphemism of Harry's sauce, but his actual sauce because she brings some for Andy. Yeah, and then it just seems like we get a bit more with Erica crying and Sutton and Erica and the ladies commenting on Erica's Instagram, yeah, on Instagram. Instagram And then it ends with Erica saying, it's only in Beverly Hills that everybody is so precious. And I'm like, about what? And I'm like, I think think everyone's pretty precious everywhere. Yeah, uh, well, true. It was a good warm-up. But did I think that based on that episode, did we need a four-part reunion? I don't think so. Well, just think, if we've already gotten the Garcelle Dorit out of the way, yes. we're getting things out of the way, for three whole parts left, like, it must be good. I hope fucking so. I mean, I reckon... I hope fucking so. We hear the next episode, like, 20 minutes of it is just Erica. But does that mean then after that 20 minutes, it's, like, that's it? Nah, we've got to go into the car crashes. <sighs> we've got to go into... Um, the PK of it all. Uh, I think we've got a lot to cover. I fucking hope so. Because <laughs> after... you want to talk about um, Potomac? Or oh, sure. do you have anything else? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. So we finally get to the proper tossing salad episode. We... It's called tossing salads and spilling tea bags in brackets. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I love that title. I thought that was great. <laughs> Me too. And I think my my rose for this episode was the sexual education of Karen. Just um, learning about tossing salad, learning about teabagging. <laughs> see, I think that was Karen being a true queen and not admitting that she knows what all these things are. She's probably done all these things. It's hilarious. When she said, I can toss my salad at home, I thought that was so funny. And they were like, um. Yeah, I thought that it was funny. And Karen in confessional is just amazing. I've got way too many notes. I can't even remember what she says, but she's fucking She said, hilarious. I've been here for an hour and I've seen a salad toss, That's a plate it. broken and a tongue rolling around its head. I fucking love her. Oh, my God. Karen's everything. What would we do without her? I do not know. We and couldn't do this show without her. I love Giselle be buddies. Yes. They were funny on the bus. Yeah. So what did you think of the actual salad toss incident, which was like the first part of this episode? I mean, it was pretty fucking heated and it was all Candace's fault. Uh, it was all yeah. Candace's fault. Candace was throwing shit and then she's like, Mia's breaking things. And I was like, you're oh, the one throwing the shit. The way that she describes the incident later to Chris, you are full of fucking shit. I feel sorry for Chris. I do not understand how he's with her. Like when Chris had to I, drag I her outside, 
literally like a fucking child. I don't. And when <sighs> Chris was being nice to Ashley, oh, and she's like, "Well, your wife called me wide," and he says, "Yeah, she uses a lot of adjectives." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this poor man has had to apologise for that just, so much. I mean, what is he going to do? Like, I do, I, I sort of respect the fact that he's not going to bitch about his wife to someone else. Sort of. I mean, I would dump her if I were him. I would divorce her I and maybe don't. chop her up. Dismember her body in a bathtub and then, like, take her out to sea and just throw her body in garbage bags Dexter style because I think she's an awful person and I hate her and I hate her and I think she's irredeemable and I want her to die. Okay, so you want to tell us what you really think? (laughs) The The only part... I disagreed with Mia in all of this mm. was when Mia called Candace a chihuahua because that's offensive to chihuahuas. That is offensive to chihuahuas. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I know what her argument's going to be. I threw some lettuce at her and then she broke some some china. And I understand. Yeah, but you started it, bitch. Yeah, just I'm, like last year, just like always, you I, started it. Is she? I wonder if she's going to ev- get it. If everybody turns on her at once, is she then no. going to even uh, like fake apologize? No, she's a broken person. She doesn't have any empathy. She's a sociopath. She can't picture what anyone else is feeling. And I don't think she can ever think she's in the wrong. She's a dickhead. She is a dickhead. She's a total dickhead. I don't get why after the fight, people, including Karen, went to see how Candace was doing. Because they know what she's like. She'll start putting up post-its around the house saying, you're doing fine. <laughs> like she's, She'd be an exhausting person to be around when she's playing the victim like that, and I can just imagine wanting to just nip it in the bud. Yeah, I get it. I mean, even Chris, when he's yelling at her outside, he says, this is what children do. Even he gets it. If the If the supposed love of her life can't get through her head, I don't know who will. I don't I know, get and it. Like, Later on, after the restaurant, when Chris walks out again, I know. So, and then Dre Perfect. goes to follow him, and Dre says, "Does it always escalate like this all the time?" And Chris is just like, "Yeah, yeah every time, every time." Every <laughs> this t- is his life now. I mean, the poor guy goes outside to get some air. I'd be freaking bumming a cigarette off someone. Like, I'm almost now coming off being angry at Candace. Like, it's almost like. Yes, she's going to crown herself the victim once again. And it's almost like I have to not care. Does that make sense? Mm. It's like she's milked all of the emotion out of it for me and it's like I'm not going to get rolled up about you again. I mean, I'm sure I I will. I don't want to see her. I want there to be like a pop-up blocker when I'm watching this show to just like block Candace out of these episodes. That would be interesting. I mean, she basically calls Ashley a slave. What about that? So they're at dinner and Ashley, I love that Ashley just can't let an incident like that slide, I even mean, though she wasn't really a part of it. The way that like, Ashley deals with Candace shit, like Ashley will get emotionally, like her voice and her intonation will get as heated as it needs to be. But it's almost like deep down, she's just so cool as in collected. You know what I mean? If that woman actually ever lost her shit, that would be a sight to see because she just doesn't. Like, yeah, how does yeah, someone so, call you a slave and your husband an overseer and you not actually slap them silly? Now I am going to get heated. Because, yeah, look, let's just disgusting. say it. I'm going to say it. 
If Candace was white, she would have been kicked off the show for that. I don't see why she isn't kicked off the show for that. Yeah, I don't. Valid point. Maybe that's my white privilege not understanding why she's not kicked off the show for saying that. But I just that's fucking offensive. And I just I've said it a million times. Candace goes very quickly into the realm of not funny, but that's not that's beyond not fucking funny. That it's is very tasteless. It's fucked up, is what it is. It's fucked up. And then in the same breath, she's calling Ashley foul. Yeah. She's like, you're fucking foul. You're a vindictive bitch. All because of, you know, the statement in support of Monique. Mm. And it's like, can you not? Well, she obviously can't see that she's also being foul. No. I I just hate her so much. She's fucking foul. She is fucking foul. I I was on her side for like two episodes last year. I was on her side after the beatdown. And then she just progressively made me hate her more and more each week. She lost all goodwill I had for her. I mean, we can come up with all the adjectives, but I think she's wrong and I don't think she should be on the TV. Like, you know me, I'm not... Huh? Sorry. What did you think? (laughs) I'm sorry, you finish. No, no, go, go, go. No, please, you're giggling. I I like that. I just got giggling because I remembered when... Candace said, suck my dick or something. And Ashley said, you may have an oversized clip, but you don't have a dick. <laughs> I was like, what where did that all come from? I don't know, but it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Does she have an oversized? Oh, maybe they, I know that there've been times where they've discussed whether they were innies or outies or whatever. <laughs> I know, it's not. I don't, I, I actually find it really un, not uncomfortable to talk about it. I'm like, but do we really have to go there and use those terms? But apparently we do. I know. So maybe that's when have, it's come up. I was just going to say, do you have any other thoughts on the Candace of it all or can we put her to bed and talk about some of the oh, fun stuff just, just put her in the ground, I'm done. Put her in the ground, <laughs> six feet under. Pretty um, much, just going on that little theme that you were, <laughs> the Dexter theme yeah. from before. Get rid of her. Yeah. Okay. And, and I suppose we can tie up Mia as well. So yes. Mia was, uh, during all throughout this, she was saying, you know, she makes 450K and Tesla was like, maybe you don't need to bring that up all the time. And I was like, okay, Tesla. <laughs> um, I agree with Tesla that she doesn't need to bring it up all the time. But my thing is, and look, I don't have $450,000. So who am I to speak? But for someone who was going on about how much coin they had and said that she made $450,000 last year, I'm like, oh, is that all? That's what well, I especially thought. when G was dropping ten grand just to sit and talk to her once at like a strip club. So when you're making 10, 10 G in like an hour, four hundred fifty k in a year doesn't seem like that much. Okay, first of all, I have been to the strip club. She uh-huh. didn't make ten grand in an hour, or even in two hours. Would it have been five? Probably. So, what are you paying for? Oh, a- she was rooting him. It wasn't a lap dance. That well, was I mean, look, a lap dance will last like fifteen minutes, and you'll pay like three, four, five hundred bucks for it. So I guess I get the math on the couple of hours, but that's still not 10 grand. We're, we're like really rounding up here. So <laughs> I, just, I was just rolling my eyes at that one. This G is such a wild ride of a person, isn't wow. he? Wow. Like, he likes he, to get litty. Litty, litty, When he said, litty. Karen, you look good, girl, oh, with his tongue rolling around. I oh. thought he was referring to Ashley in the preview for in last week's episode for the preview for this week i yeah and i'm like oh fuck it's to karen and then he was like licking his face how does mia not turn around and go dude that's not fucking cool it's like she doesn't want to piss g off well and i sort of think this is maybe why mia sort of took a back seat during the dinner fight because Mm. she had 
she had Jade to keep an eye on. So she was like one eye on Candace on one side of the table. I know. I mean, he was asleep before dinner, and then he's asleep in the bus. I honestly and then he's calling if, Giselle Robin. Oh yeah, I did love that. And then, then turns around and says to Ashley at the dinner when she was saying, "Oh, that Michael took the baby to work. His assistant fed him, and he thought that the assistant was breastfeeding her child." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, not only did that man sleep for however many hours, he woke up, he was still fucking drunk. (laughs) How much did you drink, dude? I've never done that. I've never woken up still drunk, so I don't know what that feels like. But I loved loved watching you all throughout this episode. (laughs) Yeah. And I must say, my other favourite subplot Mm -hmm. for Potomac this season is just the the housewives not letting other housewives go to different bathrooms. That just seems to be a recurring theme. (laughs) Because when Wendy put Robin upstairs, oh I'm not Robin, Giselle, God, in the moon booth, funny. and Giselle's like, where's the where's the bathroom? And Wendy's like, oh, is there not a bathroom? Cheating. She's Cheating like, well, you. I guess you can go downstairs. Go downstairs with your broken foot. I fucking <laughs> loved the shade. And Wendy was just like, one good thing about Wendy, I feel like she's gotten to a point where she's like, I'm not. And I, I know it'll stop happening, but she's like, I'm not letting your pissiness disrupt my chill. So if you've got a problem, it's like your fucking problem. Like she's full deflecting back. She don't care. Like I loved that because when she just said, oh, there's bathrooms downstairs, uh, I thought it was like a perfect response. And then she was like, you know, welcome. Have a good time. Thanks for coming. Bye. <laughs> I loved and it. With, with that, the shot of the moon boot sitting oh. next to that abandoned crab cake. <laughs> Okay, Amazing. I'm sorry, that was too funny. I'm actually, I'm enjoying this kind of Wendy. I don't know if it's going to last, but her just like basically going, I don't give a fuck, I'm drunk. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah it's and good. I loved like when the table of men bought them all shots and oh. then the wives were on the other side being like, what the hell? So Wendy bought all the wives shots. I liked that. How? And then I liked how Karen went up and gave the men all marriage advice. I loved it. Like... Obviously, we had no idea that their wives were on the table on the other side of the housewives. Like, how fucking rude. Oh, that was hilarious. No, I loved all that. I thought that was great. This is why it was a good episode. We had balance between the drama and that fun stuff like yeah. they're on holiday they're buying shots for strangers like it's, it's good fun yeah uh, the whole fucking going on a boat thing it's why are we making these people go on boats it never works I know, you hate a boat well because it's not like they're on a below deck boat they're on a shitty little dinghy like come <laughs> on. maybe it is funny i don't know maybe i should just it's, go into it like this is going to be bad i'm going to enjoy it maybe i should just do that it's a step up from monique's lake house with the canoeing and the fishing yeah that Think of it like bad. that. That was okay. real bad. I wonder if Did Robin have... and Giselle do actually get a hotel of their own. Oh, I loved Robin <laughs> searching for hotels at the dinner table. I was <laughs> like, was do cool. it. I love that. I actually, speaking of going back to Wendy, I just made a note and I've been scrolling because like, we're moving around in a good way. Um, I loved her little Jacquemus mini purse. Because they're massively in those little teeny tiny mini purses that you can oh, okay. basically fit a crayon in. Like they're super. Anyone I who's... didn't even notice. So when that just before they were going to dinner, you know, you're sitting around waiting for everyone to finish getting ready, and she had that teeny tiny pink purse. Mm. Like seriously, it's it's like the size of a Barbie purse. Like so, she's got nothing in there. Nothing. Like you, you, <laughs> you basically would have your house key in it. That'd be it. 
That's fine. I think we've been a bit hard on Wendy. Look, I have been rightly so hard on Wendy. I stand by my <sighs> Wendy's pissing me off thing. I'm just saying I've got a reprieve from that Wendy and this Wendy is fun. And I will reserve judgment if I ever have to see that other Suki Lala Wendy again. That's all I'm saying. Fair. Very fair assessment. So n- next week on Potomac, we have them talking about Chris's brown dick again. Oh, that thing's always come Dude up. goes to fucking pull his pants down. I hope that's fake. I hope he just pulls back. Like, no one needs to yeah, see that shit. it's going to be fake. Yeah. And then it does look like Giselle and Robin have a plan to sneak out at night and then sneak back in. And they start ordering Escala around. I'm kind of living for that. Sorry, Escala, but that just seems funny. Like, how long can I get away with having you be my, like, um, house bitch? I love it. It's good. I mean, it's and never it looks- fun to be that person, but it's fun to watch. Fun to watch. And it looks like... There's Wendy and Robin tensions. And then also, I couldn't really tell, but is it Ashley versus G in yes. the car? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> God, I'm like, I'm, people don't like being on a bus, man. Like, it's not cool. Oh, it gets them riled up. Well, you have heaps of drinks and have fun and then go on a fucking bus. It's like having a clean up after a party. It ain't fucking good. It's like a Kentucky tour. Oh, I've not done one of those. And I'm oh, too old. They're great. Yeah, no, I can't do dirt like that. No, it'd be too dirty. I like clean. And I cannot imagine <laughs> yeah. a Kentucky being clean. Well, it's sort of like someone gets a cold, everybody gets a cold. It's oh, like it's a little COVID bus throughout gross. You know, Europe. Basically, you're saying it's like going on camp. Yeah. Yeah, yuck. Exactly. I don't do that. No, no, ma'am. That's Potomac, which I really enjoyed. Me too. That was good. I did say earlier... Salt Lake, kind of boring this week. Wah, wah. Yeah, I mean, when the episode starts off with someone shoveling snow, you know it's not going to be a good one. I did think Sharif looked hot shoveling <laughs> snow, though. I know, right? And then he said he was shoveling snow for six hours. I'm like, okay, so he's got some stamina, good to know. But he yeah. was a massive sook about it, so he lost points for that. Don't be doing I, fucking I, chores and then have and then sook about it. Just do it and shut up. Just do it and shut up. With, um, with this episode... Mm. Uh, Honestly, not a lot grabbed me. No. I was interested by Mary telling her own version of an Erica Jane story car crash on the freeway. Oh, my God. They were ejected through the sunroof and fell 30 feet. And then one of the kids was like, are they... <laughs> and like, did, did she survive? And she says, no. And she does a little dance, a little jig, and then says, yeah. wear your seatbelt. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're a crazy she, person. She's, I told you, mate. She's 10 cents short of a dollar, that one. She's not the four quid. She's not all there, all that shit. She's not she's all not. there. She is not of this planet. Like some part of her brain is still on the planet she comes from. Oh, Those honestly. Those poor I was fucking kids. Traumatised. They need therapy now. Well, it's, maybe the kids shouldn't be on this show so much. This episode was just kids. kids oh, there's kids. always Ugh. kids, and I'm like, can we not? I know. I'm, I'm not I don't saying care the kids, if the kids suck. graduating I or think whatever. Kids are great. Love them. Like they always like to get up to mischief. I'm here for that. But I'm not watching the real kids of where the fuck ever. Like I'm not interested and, in your children. And even we had a scene of just the husbands, and I was like, these aren't the Jersey guys. A hundred percent. They're not that captivating. No. And the editors really had to go hard at that fucking guys' night to make it appear somewhat funny. Like, remember they were doing, like, those little flashbacks of, like, the poor husbands with their wives, like, the shit their wives get up to. Like, apart from that, there's no point mentioning that guys' night at all. No. There's a lot of scenes, like, I'm sick of seeing them skiing as well i don't mind that for some reason i think uh, feel like it's a like? novelty i mean look i don't need full scenes of it but like they can do it 
when the episode goes in and out of wherever the TV ads would be, I'm happy for those like little cutaways of them skiing. Right. I don't need full fucking scenes of it because we do get a scene of it and it's, yeah. who is it? It's Meredith and Heather and it's like, well, they can ski, so how is this interesting to me? Whoosh, whoosh. I know, at least let someone crash or something. I know, it's not the Olympics. Um, like This isn't entertaining just watching people ski. So I agree I with su- you. I suppose the main scene, we got, sort of get two main scenes, but one of them is the Brooks and Jen sit down. Boring. Uh, which, it, it was boring. I know we needed to have it. I was glad <laughs> Meredith stepped back and let them do it. And Brooks, I guess, handled it well. Yeah. Um, but he's he's sort of really super uncomfortable on camera and talking really about it. He really is. So. I bet he thought he would love it, but he does not actually love it. I can't wait for him yeah. to figure that out about himself. And that's just, that comes with age when you just admit, you know, you try to get out of your comfort zone when you're in your 20s. I'm at a point now in my 40s where I'm like, I still don't like those things, so I ain't going to fucking do them. And I'm not going to apologize for it. And you're talking about being on camera, not being a homo. No, I I think he's going to really enjoy being a homo. I think he's really enjoying it. I mean, I have have when I've done it, so (laughs) I've really (laughs) enjoyed it. Fucking oath, it's fun. I think everyone should try it. So I have this theory. Well, actually, in my 20s, I used to say this all the time when someone would piss me off. I'd just be like, you just need some deep dicking, mate. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody needs to give it a go. That's my opinion. I just think you need to try it all. I'm like, you need to try it all. As long as you wash in between, you're pure. So it's all good. That's my so th- other theory. Uh, you just got to wash in between, mate. That's it. You're not a whore okay. if you shower. Okay. So, yeah. yeah I know. Agreed. I'll cut all that out. <laughs> no, no. It's beautiful. It's poetry. <laughs> oh, love you. The other main scene, I think, was the gin tasting with not Meredith and Whitney. Oh. But I'm still not, I still don't care. It sucked. So it sucked. We What do you find... think of Whitney's jeans, though? And that she had a flouncy top as well. Terrible. Worst fashions ever. <laughs> I bad. actually think that Mary's fashions are officially better than Whitney's. <laughs> so I know Mary thinks she's got the best fashions. I've always thought she's had the worst. No, oh, yeah. Whitney wins the shit fashion on the show. She is stunning. I mean, I'm not into blondes, but I know that she's a pretty one, right? She's got a great yeah. body. She's pretty. Bitch can't dress to save a life. <laughs> nah, just awful. Disgust. Chuck it in the bin. Awful. She looks great in a bikini. She should just wear one all the time. That, that would suit me. But, yeah. This whole fucking Lisa, it's a miscommunication. Again, that's like Rinna deflect. I'm just going to use another word and that, you, that you can't argue around. Bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. The whole thing pissed yeah. me off. Yeah, it, it pissed me off too. I was pretty bored. The only other thing I really took note of was Heather learning about sex from a pop-up book of chickens having sex. And from the TV show Taps. I've never seen this show. I've never heard of this show, but I love saying TV show Taps for some reason. Love it. Yeah, I'd never heard of it either. And they put a towel up to cover the TV when there were exposed breasts on the TV as kids. (laughs) So how did you learn about it if you were covering it up? Well, the pop-up book. (laughs) The pop-up book of chickens. What is this pop-up book? Where can we get this pop-up book of chickens (laughs) fucking? Heather has got some fucking funny one-liners. When she was talking to Meredith about the whole giving the kids condom and she says, what do you just come home and say he have some Capri Sun and condoms? Again, I had to look up what Capri Sun was. We don't have that shit. But it's a drink, shit, right? Yeah, it's like a fucking drink concentrate. You know, oh, okay. like we've got cordial and shit, but it's a juice version. 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. Gross. You know, they probably like the shit they sell at Macca's. But hey, that's fucking funny. I don't know who's writing her confessionals. She's funny. If it wasn't for her, She's funny. this episode would have been a total 2 out of 10. Yeah, agreed. Oh, wait. I did find a line I liked about Whitney when she was talking about Lisa and that um, good Lisa is like Bigfoot. There have been sightings, but you've, you've just <laughs> never seen it. That was cute. I like that. Well, Whitney's cousins with Heather, so there's a little bit of genetic funniness. There. Yes, there is. Uh, what about, I mean, that bullshit scene of Whitney and Jenny? The only thing I liked was Jenny's hair. Jenny with that curly long hair, she looks like a Disney princess. So I needed to like make a mention of that. because I'm so sorry. Every time Jenny pops up, I, for- I forget she exists. And I'm like, oh my God, Jenny. Yeah, she's the one with a fucked up husband. And the whole not wanting kids, wanting kids, and I was like, I don't care. I didn't care until she said, and I don't know in my notes where I wrote it down because I write too many notes, how many miscarriages did Jenny have? It was a lot. Uh, Was it like six? It was in the double digits, man. I swear it was in the double – 13. That's a lot. She says – that's right. It's in the next time section, which is pretty much where we're up to. She says she shares that she had 13 pregnancies, and I'm like, this fucker still wants more kids. And then, oh, and yes. then says, what if we get a sister wife, you fucking prick? Do you think it was a joke? I, fuck, I don't give a fuck if it was a joke. Bitch has had 13 pregnancies. There are no jokes to be made. She has three children. She had 10 miscarriages. And you are a fucking doctor and you make comments like that. It's like I I just want to, like, line you up and shoot you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no. Yeah, that was gross. That man makes me activated. I'm not here for him at all. He can fuck off. And also next week it looks like Lisa and Whitney are sitting down at the restaurant from from the drama from last week, yes, is that right? on a double date, and Whitney goes off, and I can't fucking wait. That'd be good. That's well, hopefully be... it's good. This episode sucks. Yeah, it did. I mean, I still write a shit ton of notes, but I'm just... <laughs> anything anything you want to say? No, man, I think we covered it all. I think we did, honestly. I think we did. So yeah, that's the end. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye.